Welcome in to the baseball show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can join the show by calling 312-332-3776. You can also watch the show on Twitch tonight at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Find the channel. The Cubs last night, they beat the Reds 8-5. They are now 26-19 on the season. And how about the Chicago Cubs? We were talking about their bats yesterday on the program. The bats awoke in the fourth and fifth innings, Adam. And uh, Wilson Contreras had four hits yesterday as he continues to stay hot. Ian Happ continues to stay hot. And the Cubs get a big win over the Reds yesterday, 8-5. to five. Yeah, you know, the Reds put up three runs in the first and second. They put up two in the first, one in the second. And you thought to yourself, oh, oh great. Wind's blowing in. It's colder outside loss another bad loss right but then you're right they put up five runs in the fourth two in the fifth and manufacturing runs not by the way of the home run since the the uh the wind was blowing in and it's good to see guys like nico horner uh ian Happ contributing as well anthony rizzo contributing maven contributing so this is all good Contreras had a great game last night and hopefully this uh this offensive production can carry in because as we've also talked about you score eight runs and then you score one run, or you score no runs, and then no runs, and then nine runs, and then no runs. So the offense needs to remain consistent, and they're going to need the offense tonight because John Lester has not pitched well as of late. He has really, really struggled in his last few games. Yeah, and we'll get to John Lester in just a second here on the baseball show. Uh, This is one of those nights where we get to welcome in uh, fans from both sides of town Mm -hmm. into the program because both teams are playing at 7.15 tonight. So you have the Cubs and the White Sox both playing uh, 7-10 starts for for both of these teams and uh, John Lester on the mound for the Cubs. Uh, For the Sox, they were off yesterday. They faced the Tigers at guaranteed rate uh, ballpark later on this evening. Lucas Giolito, the right-hander, is on the mound, who is 4-2 with a 3.29 ERA. The Sox are 27-16 atop the American League Central. As we kind of enter the stretch run here, as the White Sox kind of can focus in on how they can kind of finish up this season and get into the playoffs and really uh, make some uh, make some noise and, and do some damage as we get into the playoffs for Major League Baseball within the next month. So the Sox are one game up on the Twins right now, and they are one and a half games up on the Indians. Do you remember, was it last week, we talked about uh, sandwiches? Remember we talked about a, yeah. a thin meat a thin meat sandwich. Yeah, with the uh, Minnesota Twin Series in in the middle. Oh well, what do you know? We got it. We got another thin meat sandwich. Yeah. Uh, happening uh, over this weekend and next week because you get the the Tigers tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Who you've uh, you've played well against this season? You swept them last time. Uh, the White Sox faced them, and then Minnesota for four, and then the Reds for three. This is this is a club sandwich. Can I call it a club sandwich? Okay. Because after the Reds, you get Cleveland for four. So you need to, like you said, you need to fatten up on these, uh, on the bread teams before you get to the meat teams. So you've got these, the, the, the bread teams and the, uh, Tigers and then, uh, the Reds and then you got the meat in the middle and then who knows, are, are the, are the Cubs bread? Are they meat? Are they like, uh, are they like, is like a ciabatta? Is well, it like a hard bread? Won't we find out by the time we get there? Because yes, uh, the Cubs have not been playing good baseball as of late. 
And if they continue on that trend, we may suggest that they're a part of the bread. Yeah, in which case, a true club sandwich where you have bread, meat, bread, meat, bread. Yes. Uh, The White Sox right now, (laughs) they've been fantastic this season. Uh, The best 43-game start since 2006, the year after they won the World Series. They also have an American League best plus 59 run differential. Uh, They are also really good at home. They've won nine of their last 10 games by a combined score of 69 to 30. Uh, 25 home runs during that span as well. So the Sox playing really well at home. They are slugging the baseball out of the ballpark. And we'll see what Lucas Giolito has for the Sox tonight on the south side. But we start tonight with our first pitch. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch. And I have to say, this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. There's your first pitch and then some. On ESPN 1000. And phone calls are welcome here on the baseball show at 312-332-3776. Talking baseball with you over the course of the next hour. Tonight's first pitch, we focus in on John Lester. He is starting tonight, the left-hander for the Chicago Cubs. He is 2-2 on the season with a 5.80 ERA. He has given up five earned runs in each of his last two starts. And the last time he faced the Brewers, which is back on August the 16th, the Cubs lost that game 6-5. to And Lester gave up nine hits, five earned runs, and two home runs in that game. So tonight's first pitch, the focus is on John Lester and whether or not he can turn things around and take command of that third spot in the rotation for the Chicago Cubs. Well, you mentioned five earned runs in his last two starts, Chris. And the start before that, the last his last start in August, he only gave up one earned run. But before that, his two starts before the team lost to the Tigers, he gave up eight earned runs and five earned runs to the Brewers. So, I mean, it's been four out of the last five starts have been bad for John Lester. So he's trending in the direction of unreliable, and someone who might be, I hate to say the pun, but might be losing his fastball. Um, and I don't know if he's actually losing his fastball, but you know what I mean. Like, his, the, the are, is this the end of John Lester? I don't think it is. But I think that when you are in this shortened season and you only have a few series left and he only has a few starts left in this season, that when you get to the playoffs, you are going to need to count on a guy like John Lester. And he needs to reestablish himself as, yeah, he's only the third guy in the rotation, but you need three established starters at minimum to make it through this playoff run because we don't know what the schedule is going to be like. We don't know when they're going to go to the bubble, if they're going to go to the bubble, what's the bubble going to look like. But ultimately, if you get three games at home against the Cardinals and you have John Lester pitching well, you have you Darvish, Kyle Hendricks, and then you go right to John Lester pitching well, I'm confident that the that the uh, Cubs can win that series, but ultimately you need to be able to count on John Lester because you can't go to Alzley, you can't go to Mills, you can't trust those guys, no. and who knows when Quintana is going to be coming back from his lat injury. So until then, Lester needs to figure out what's going on and get back command of his stuff and win a game. Like I hate to use the just try to find a way to win a ball game. No. I want John Lester to, 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 to pitch well. Where's that from? It's Cap. Oh, is it that? That's his. Thing? Find a go out and find a way to win a oh, ball yeah. game. Wake up, get a coffee, coffee walk yeah. the dog. Find a way. Do, and I've seen John errands. Lester get coffee. He lives in my neighborhood. I've yeah. seen him at the Starbucks get a find coffee. Find a way to win a game. Yeah. That's but really I, inspirational. I don't yeah. want them to find a way to win a ball game. <laughs> I want John Lester to pitch well. Yesterday was finding a way to win a ball game, right? Yes. T- today, 
John Lester needs to pitch well. Well, especially against the Brewers, who yeah. they're a team that it's not over for them. Uh, they can play well over the course of the next month and find themselves into the playoffs. Now, it's unlikely for the Cubs to fall out of the playoffs. I, I think they are secure. They will be a playoff team. But if you look at the, the trend that they've played over the course of the last you know two or three weeks, they have not played like that team that we saw start the season so hot. And especially when we saw that team play that well, what was one of the reasons why? The pitching staff was the best in baseball, not just from you, Darvish, but also from Kyle Hendricks and John Lester. And I know that they got a couple of really nice starts there from Mills. Chatwood, I believe, also had a really good start to start the season as well. But, you know, when you look at John Lester, I'm looking at his advanced metrics and, you know, strikeouts per nine, it's the lowest of his career at 6.47. You want to look at home runs per nine, he's at 2.01, which is the highest of his career. So the strikeouts are not there. He's giving up more home runs. And, you know, when you're looking at uh, different things with John Lester, his ability to battle and to be the guy that the Cubs can just count on every fifth day, it seems as if we have kind of gotten away from that in the last couple of weeks. And you're right. The challenge tonight is does John Lester show up in Milwaukee and show you what you are used to as a Cub fan? Mm -hmm. Is he able to take the ball tonight, shut down a Brewers lineup that still has hope, and really supplant him, put himself right in the middle of this rotation as a guy who will be there for the Cubs over the course of the next month to get them to the playoffs, to get them to win this division, and not have to worry about slumping as they they waltz towards the playoffs. Yeah, because you need you if the bats are going to struggle, you need your pitching. To yes, be there. well, listen, thirteen and three to start the year. A a big reason to why that was was because of how good the starting pitching was. Mm-hmm. To, to get things going. Absolutely. Especially with this bullpen, too, because you can't rely on who's coming out of the bullpen unless it's Jeffers. Like, you can't count on Kimbrell. You can't count on uh, on any of these guys to hold a lead for you. So you need quality starts out of your pitching staff. And it started, like you said, with the great pitching run in the beginning of the season. It all started with Kyle Hendricks comes out for that first game and goes complete game. And you're like, okay. And then the, the starting pitching was great throughout that run, and then you started to see guys taper off a little bit. You Darvish, you know, he they lost that game, but he was really only bad for, like, four batters. He walked three guys and gave up a home run. And that and the problem was the bats weren't there. Everything needs to come together for a baseball team at the same time for them to make a World Series run, and I'm not confident that that will be able to happen for the Cubs this season. I'm much more confident that that'll happen for the White Sox. Cup fans, what are your concerns with this team? And and also, as you look forward to this weekend against the Brewers, what are you looking for the Cubs to accomplish? Are you looking for Contreras to stay hot? Are you looking for John Lester to pitch really well tonight? Is it hopefully Rizzo and Bryant and the rest of the lineup to start to wake up? We will take your Cubs calls coming up next, 312-332-3776. From Wrigley on the north to guaranteed rate on the south, this is the Baseball Show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. We're talking baseball with you at 312-332-3776. Thomas in Rogers Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Appreciate your show. Appreciate everything. 
Uh, I just want to talk about Chris Bryant as we're talking about this weekend's series. I mean, he just hasn't looked uh, anything exciting. So I wanted to see what you guys thought about not only this series and obviously his future here. I don't know. It's tough to think about, uh, you know, him as a contributor. He just hasn't done much at all. So I'm going to hang up and listen. Appreciate everything you guys do. Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate the phone call. So Chris Bryant, here's the slash number for Chris Bryant right now. He's batting 206 with an on-base of 280, slugging of 320. Uh, his weighted runs created plus on fan graphs is 63. Now, if you're not familiar, 100 is average in baseball. Mm-hmm. And Bryant is at 63. Uh, he is at a 0.1 war player to date in this season, which is atrocious. Uh, and then when you look at a player who's supposed to be the best player on the team, uh, an MVP candidate each and every year, this is by far Chris Bryant's worst season to date in Major League Baseball with his two home runs, his 13 runs scored, and four runs batted in at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's not true, right? I don't That think number so. cannot be right mm, on fan graphs. Maybe. I'll look it up. But anyway, your thoughts on Chris Bryant. So he asked about his future as well. And, you know, he's got his he's got another arbitration year coming up for next season. So I don't think you can get what... Hold on. Really? Hmm. Chris Bryant has four runs batted in? I mean, he's missed a lot of time and he's four been struggling. RBI? He's been struggling and he's missed a lot of time. I don't know what to tell you. He's been playing like uh, like crap. He's been playing awful. Uh, that's he's, incredible. And and here's how many what I'll games tell you. have they played? They're twenty six and nineteen. He has four runs batted in. Yeah, dude, not good. I he's played in twenty four games. Wow. Okay, continue on. I'm I'm shocked at that. Here, let me I, give I, the I baseball chime. For, we were right. Uh, four RBI for Chris Bryant on the season. I don't think you can move him right now because I don't think you'll get back the value that you uh, that you want for him. With him struggling this much and his struggles over the last couple of years, he's arbitration eligible uh, next season, and he's an unrestricted free agent in 2022. So I think that unless he, unless you get arbitration and he puts on a great show um, in the first half of next season and you move him at the deadline next season, then you may be seeing Chris Bryant walk after next season and just him testing the market. Or, or his poor performance will lead him to take less money. and But then do you want that? Like, if he's not performing well, do you want him to stick around? I, I'm still shocked. You're, 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 at the, you're the fl- flabbergasted, uh, wow. to say the least. Well, you know, last season, 31 home runs. He had the 77 RBI. Uh, his average was 282. Uh, his slugging was 521. So, I mean, he was giving you production last year, and people were suggesting that he was having somewhat of a down year, even mm-hmm. though he was putting up some good offensive numbers. You know, if this is the ball player you're, you're going to get going forward, the two home runs and four RBI with a 206 batting average. I mean, this is not a $300 million player. I don't no. care what, what anyone says or what credentials you show me of the past. There's mm-hmm. no way the Chicago Cubs will give him a contract like that. Now, if he wants to stay... 
and take a low ball offer. I mean, but like, why would he do that? Why would Scott Boris ever do that? They're, they're not going to do that. No, I don't He'll think so. But I don't somewhere think, else. I don't think you're going to get be that. A kind of, Marlin. But you're He'll not. Go, no one's paying three hundred million dollars for four well, RBIs. Uh, well, first of all, no one's. He's not going to get for three hundred million dollars. No, but he's the type of player that will bounce to a team that can't get a free agent. Right, so like he's going to be a, a fantastic Arizona Diamondback at some point. He's going to be a Seattle Mariner. Mm-hmm. He's going to be one of these players. Like that's what's going to be. And and at some point, the Cubs will pay Contreras. They'll pay Baez, and Bryant will Oof. be the odd man out. I don't know if I I'm mean, paying Javi at this point either. Yeah, but listen, Javi's giving you more than what Bryant has to this point in the season, has yeah, he? He is. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, with Zach in Wrigleyville. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey guys, how are we doing today? We're all right. Did you know that Chris Bryant had four RBI? You know, it's funny. Right before I got on, I was looking something else up, and I saw that, and I also had to double-take that, and that is ridiculous. Um, the other one I was confirming was I think the team's slash line is, like, 210 as a team, which is, like, or it's something. It's in the low twos, which is also atrocious. The fact that they're as good as they are is insane. Um, but to your point earlier about what we want to see this weekend, mm-hmm. I'm – would love to see some situational some improvement in situational hitting. I think we're dead last in the league in hitting with the bases loaded or like second to last. And it's you know I, I've given up on hoping for the bullpen to improve because Theo just doesn't like paying arms. Our offense was keeping us going, and this season is just I don't know what this offense is doing. So I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on the offense as a whole. Um, you know, and also uh, by the way, love the new Twitch stream, and you guys do a great show. So thanks. Thank you, Zach. We appreciate you watching and listening. That's Zach in Wrigleyville. I'm Chris Black with Am Abdallah here on the baseball show. You can watch us on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. So the lineup as a whole for the Chicago Cubs. Too many holes, too many easy outs. That's the way I look at it. I mean, Ian Happ is having a great year, but then we've just discussed Chris Bryant. Anthony Rizzo, as of late, he had two hits last night. Uh, but what, what did I, I give you the stat yesterday? Of the last nine games, Rizzo had four hits, mm-hmm. right? So, like, he did get two hits last night. We asked for hits from Rizzo last mm-hmm. night. He gave us hits he last did. night. We asked so for it. So, hopefully, Rizzo is starting the heat up. But yeah. then you get to Baez, to Schwarber. Schwarber, the numbers across the board for Schwarber and Baez, career lows. Wilson Contreras has been awesome in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and Baez had a good game the other night, and you thought yeah. that maybe he had finally found something. But then, you know, he goes 0 for uh, 5 last night. So, I mean, it, it's it's... Very fluky with him, not fluky, but it's very, you know, I don't want to say hit or miss, but he either has three, he either goes four, you know, three out of four, he's going 0 for 5. They come in bunches. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know if you can't really uh, put clutch hitting into a metric because I don't think guys are trying less or more when there's running runners like 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 Bryant isn't sitting there thinking like well I got to get a hit now as opposed to you know my last at bat when there was nobody on I just think that they're struggling as an offense and I think that they leave a lot of guys on base because they're struggling as an offense like if they happen to get a few guys on the fact of the matter is that the offense is still struggling and that you are what you are a struggling offense yes you have guys on base but you're a struggling offense and more than likely you're going to perform like a struggling offense and that struggling offense leaves men on base. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yes, like, yes. It's, like it's, yeah, they have guys on base, but okay, they're still a struggling offense. So when Javi comes up there, he's more than likely going to swing himself into a tornado and end up striking out. So be, it, hitting in the clutch for me isn't really 
a thing because they're not trying any harder or less hard when there's nobody on base. Well, you can always find situations where you can manufacture a run. Yeah, yes. And, and I think that's where some of the concern comes in is that this lineup, it is all or nothing. We saw eight runs yesterday, and in the fourth and fifth innings, the offense was on. The light switch was flipped up. It was it was working. Mm-hmm. But then you see other outings where against Trevor Bauer, it's a 3 nothing shutout. You scrape together three hits, and that's all you got. You can't find a way to get a runner in. Now, I mean, that's where th- this Cubs offense, like, like I wonder if people looking at this team, if the concern is... Like, if you have three options, what's the biggest concern heading to the playoffs? The lineup that is spotty at times and and inconsistent. Is it the fact that you're starting pitching staff? You really have one really good starter right now, Kyle Hendricks, so-so. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all you have at the moment. Or is it the bullpen? I have a feeling a lot of people would point towards... The offense, the inconsistent offense, is the biggest concern heading towards the playoffs. No, oh, absolutely, because you know, in a wild card series, it's a best of three. So you're going to you have you Darvish and Kyle Hendricks who pitched well uh, his last couple outings. So you've got that that set up. Like if you go into the Cardinals in the wild card, you can win two games and move on. And then you know, depending on how long the other series take or when those next series start, hopefully you can. Maybe John Lester starts that next game, and hopefully he can put something together. You're, you, the trend is that he, he won't be able to right now, but if he can turn it around and then maybe you go back to Darvish and then Lester, you can win a five-game series there. So if you the, – the pitching seems like it's more likely to turn around because you have Darvish and Hendricks, and Lester will hopefully figure it out. And if Quintana comes back, he was pitching well before he got hurt. Like he was primed to return to the, the starting rotation – because he had great outings out of the bullpen, and they were starting to stretch him out a little bit, and then he hurt himself. So I feel like that is much more reliable than an offense that was there through the first few games, and then after that, we've seen that for the past two and a half years, the offense hasn't been able to put it together. Uh, We were just talking about Anthony Rizzo. He is batting third and playing first tonight for the Chicago Cubs. And this Anthony Rizzo update is hydrated by body armor. Mm -hmm. Rizzo yesterday went two for four with an RBI and a walk. The Cubs win eight to five with potassium-packed electrolytes, no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or dyes. Ditch your old sports drink and switch body armor. Riz in the lineup looking to do some damage tonight against Woodruff. And the Milwaukee Brewers. Did you see our dude on Twitter go to uh, go to the jewels and pick himself up some uh, some body armor? Yes, I did. I saw the photo. It was yeah. sent to us yeah. at Chris Blank on and Twitter. Adam I, re- I retweeted it. Yes. You got to hydrate. Prime hydration. You Love know. It. I know that the weather is turning, but you still got to stay hydrated. Absolutely. It's going to be hot next week. Uh, you can go to the, your local jewels and get that uh, jewel. f- four bottles. Your for- local jewel. Dude, where are we? We're in Chicago. They're your local jewels, and uh, you get four <laughs> for five dollars. That's a deal. That's, you look. I mean, you might want to get there soon because I looked at that shelf. It was it was an empty shelf. Little empty. We, need, we need a little bit more body armor little on the empty. shelf. Little empty. No, I'm with you. When so I that's... walked into my jewels, it was it was jewel. It was at the door. At your jewel. It was at the door. When I walked in, it was right next to the door. I didn't even have to go that far in. I could pick it up at the jewels, go to the cash register, leave the jewels, and go right home, hydrated. If you're drinking body armor this weekend, send us a photo. We'll retweet you, mm-hmm. uh, Black and Abdallah here on the baseball show. Um, what are the Twitchers saying tonight? What do we have there in the chat? Well, 
What do you got there? Anything good? Yeah, look, there's people that, you know, uh, notes on here has a good stat. Nick Madrigal has more RBI than Bryant in less games, and he's batting ninth. You know, that just shows how potent the White yes. Sox offense has been. And then there's, and then there's a dude in here. Yeah, There's a dude in here spreading propagandas and lies. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. About? I told him to call. About? I told him all calls welcome. What, what's the propaganda? Jeremy Bryan with a Y34. Jeremy Bryan 34. Solid name. Is saying that we don't talk White Sox, oh. and that we you know, pretty he, cute team. He though. was led okay. to believe that this saw, this show yeah. was White Sox and Cubs. It is, and it is. And I've been call in, and he's like, "You guys won't answer my phone call." I said, "That's BS." I'm looking at the phones right now; they're open. Phones are open. Yeah, that oh, phones are open. Line three is open. Line two is open. Phones are open. Pretty empty bank right so now. So if you if if you want to call in, all we've always preached the the <laughs> Black and Abdallah show, regardless of the baseball show, regardless <laughs> of 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 whether we've been in uh, for Under the Hood before it was Cap and J Hood. All calls welcome. All of them. All calls welcome. Always, always. So if, uh, Jeremy, feel free. Pick up the phone. We'll talk White Sox with you. Ain't no thing. 312-332-3776. That's the number. We don't have to try and force the Sox fan to call. No. But I do want to ask you about... When was the last time the uh, the White Sox let off the conversation? It's like, well, the last time they started a game at 6 o'clock, we talked talked White Sox. Factually speaking, the last time the Cubs played in the 6 o'clock hour, we led the show with White Sox. Oh, see? Facts. So, uh, line 7. Nope. Jeremy, are you there? No. Try try line four for me. Maybe he's calling line four. Line four? No, no, nothing? No. no. Okay. No. Line five? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to ask you about Lucas Giolito next. Hopefully that's okay with Jeremy. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. We'll talk uh, White Sox baseball with you next. This is the baseball show. This, this, this is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The Sox have Lucas Giolito on the mound tonight against the Tigers. Tomorrow, Ronaldo Lopez oh, against the Tigers. And then Sunday, they have not, <laughs> annu- they have not announced a starter for you Sunday. Okay? Yet. Well, I'm just saying it's not good. Uh, but uh, just some uh, stats, though, when it comes to facing against the Detroit Tigers. Jose Abreu, his slash line against the Tigers in 109 career games against Detroit. 352, 409, 587 with 34 doubles, 21 home runs, and 84 RBI against the Tigers in his career. Tim Anderson has been fantastic against the Tigers as well. Slash line of 321, 362, 514 with 18 doubles and 11 home runs. He's also scored 57 runs in 71 games. And Aloy has been batting 375 and six home runs against the Tigers over the course of the last 15 games. So the White Sox lineup looking to feast against the Tigers. Yeah, they swept them last time. Do it again. You know, eat that bread before you get to the meat of the Twins and then eat that bread again with the uh, Reds and then eat some more meat with the Indians and then uh, maybe finish it off with some Cubs bread. And again, I I talked about this um, when we were a couple weeks, you know, like about a week and a half ago. That, That Twins series was a big deal. Coming up next week at home, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the four-game set against the Twins. That's going to be a big deal when it comes to winning the American League Central. Let's go to Tom in Chicago. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tom? 
Thanks, fellas, for taking my call. I just wanted to run this by you because, uh, as you know, I'm a real big uh, James McCann fan. And uh, I was looking up the salaries of the White Sox, and I was thinking if you're going to be rid of uh, uh, Edwin Encarnacion, he's $12 million yep. a year, and they have uh, they have a club option for one year. They could probably drop him easily. And then you've got Steve Sheets. C-Shack, who's mm-hmm. $6.5 million. And uh, then there's, uh, I'm trying to think, Gio Gonzalez is $7 million. Just those salaries alone, which you're probably not going to re-sign those guys, that would help to cover the uh, the monies that would be needed to hold on to James McCann. And that doesn't preclude the fact that if the Sox could move uh, Grandal, I wouldn't be against that either. Yeah, and um, Tom, when you look at that, would Jan- would you then play McCann as your DH then full time, or would you switch it back and forth with Grandal? Well, it'd have to be because Grandal could play first base and he could DH, and uh, uh, you know it, McCann could get at least a hundred games a year, and I'm sure that he wouldn't want to do any more than that, maybe 110. You know, so what what do you think of that? Well, I think what you could also maybe do, and thanks for your call, Tom, is maybe you could play Aloy as DH. That's what I've been thinking. The because... majority of the time as well. And, I, you know, the one thing is you can go through the money that could be free by allowing some of these guys uh, to go off the books. I, I wasn't under the impression that the Sox are strapped for cash. No, I think got the money. White Sox would be able to, at least if they wanted to. I know some of the players that Tom mentioned are guys that are either underperforming or you know that they're not going to be here next year. Edwin Encarnacion is probably not going to be no, here next year. No, 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 no. But I would guess that the Sox do have the money. If they want to re-sign James McCann, they probably can without having to, like, find places to sacrifice. No, they, they have a lot of money at their disposal that they could spend. They don't have to spend it, but they could. And I think that James McCann is someone that would be, you know, it's not like you're breaking the bank for James McCann. He's going to be a signable piece to this puzzle, to, to the White Sox puzzle moving forward. And I agree with you. Encarnacion is not going to be around. And I think Eloy is probably going to end up being your DH at some point. Because he can't, if you can't figure out the fielding, then what are you doing out there? You're going to become a liability out there. Well, so you've got yeah. to figure it out. I'm not saying he has to DH every single day, but you'll probably see more often than not that he'll be DH. But if you're if you're trying to find spots for McCann and Grendall, and, and then Aloy, like I know you're not going to play Grendall out there in the outfield. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting to kind of look at going forward. Let's go to Bob and Elgin. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Bob? Hey, 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 thanks for talking White Sox. Yeah, no um, problem, man. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion um, on realistic expectations and feeling maybe for this year and next couple for Dane Dunning. He's obviously looks good, but has been overlooked in the farm system because of some other big names. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. You're doing a great job. Yeah, that's a good call. Thanks for it, Bob. And, you know, to that point, you know, on Wednesday, we, we didn't really talk about it um, on yesterday's program. But, you know, Wednesday for the Chicago White Sox, Dane Dunning was fantastic. Uh, he and two relievers uh, combined for a four-hitter in the victory, and uh, the Sox win the game 8-1, and Dunning got his first MLB victory. Uh, and I I agree with that idea that he has been overlooked to this point. Realistic expectations for Dane Dunning. I would expect for next season 
he not only would be in the rotation, but he's going to be battling Dylan Cease for that number four spot. Yeah, I, I feel like that's where he settles in perfectly because, right, like, aren't most Sox fans looking at it this way? Giolito's your one. Yeah. Dallas Keuchel is your two. Mm-hmm. We all hope that Michael Kopech is your three. Mm-hmm. But you hope that that three has star potential and could actually be your number one ace. Mm-hmm. But... The first time he's up in the majors and coming off of injury and then not playing this season, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. don't really know and you can't bank on that. But then you have four and five, Dylan Cease, who's been good this season. And Dane Dunning, to this point, has been a pleasant surprise. I would expect that to be your rotation. I agree. And I think that I don't necessarily think that he's been overlooked. He's 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 25, and I think that he's still developing as a pitcher, and sometimes it takes a while for guys to find a spot and move up. And, you know, given the circumstances with Kopech not being around this year, he was given the opportunity to come in and start. And I think that because of that, while it's a negative to the team that Kopech is not there, but he doesn't, you know, he, he opted out. So nothing but respect for his decision there. But ultimately, now maybe you found someone who, like he, like, he said, you may have overlooked, but because he's getting these opportunities, he's growing, he's flourishing in them, and I think that he can really make a case to be that fourth or fifth starter next season when this rotation fully comes together. Because without Kopech, this rotation's not not fully together yet. Well, well, yeah, the, the, the hopes of the rotation. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, listen, he's getting the opportunity because Gio Gonzalez has been bad or injured. Yeah. And Ronaldo Lopez is bad. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the opportunity comes up because there are open spots, and he's fit in nicely. I, I like Dane Dunning. Let's go to Sal in Bloomingdale. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Sal? Hey, Chris. Hey, Adam. Hope all is well, man. Thank you, you too, for man. talking White Sox baseball. Absolutely. Hey, I call for some other reason, but let me just touch on what you guys talked about, the aging situation. I don't think that uh, Encarnacion is going to be back either way as um, – Andrew Vaughn is also going to be up yeah. for promotion. That also frees up Abreu to DH and play for space. So definitely, I don't think uh, uh, Encarnacion is going to be back either way. Yeah, it's a good point, Sal. And you know, Andrew Vaughn sitting there in the in the minors, and 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 like the the potential that this Sox team has mm-hmm. of all these young bats mm-hmm. that can come up and help. Great call, Sal. Uh, let's go to Morgan and Beverly. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Morgan? Hey, hey, I just want to, uh, I don't know if you guys already spoke about it, but I just got in the car about the uh, McCants situation, Mm -hmm. and I was just wondering if you guys had uh, said anything like uh, what the Cubs did with Schroeder on the north side, putting one of the uh, McCants in the outfield. I mean, uh, I would hate to lose McCants. I I like his bat, and I I actually like his defense behind the plate as well, but, I mean, I don't want to lose him. Yeah, and Morgan, don't you love how whenever McCann's number gets called, he shows up and, and, and produces? I love it, man. I love <laughs> it. I, I, I catch when I play ball, so I, I, I love it. Thanks for the call, Morgan. We appreciate it. You know, it, like, could they do that? I, I would say the short answer is probably yes because Aloy has been such a butcher out Yeah, there. who's going to be is, – is Aloy worse than McCann in the field? I don't know. Like, we'd have to see it. But ultimately, if he's a good catcher, because I feel like – the, the the Cubs with Caratini and with Contreras, they don't need Schwarber to catch. But if if McCann's a good catcher behind the plate, why would you take that out? Why, why would you have him stop doing that? You know, just have him catch. You know, like we had a previous caller say, have him catch ninety games a year and have someone else catch. You know, uh, seventy two games or whatever, whatever. However you want to split it up, but 
you don't if he's a good defensive catcher and he calls a good game, why put him out there just to have a bat? Just have him be your catcher. Just have him be your catcher. Uh, was the Twitch chat saying now? Oh, was the Twitch chat? What do they got? Now? What do they got for us? Oh, Jeremy loves us now. Oh, 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 oh great! Yes, all right. That's why he That's listens every day. Jeremy, Jeremy loves us now. All right. See, people complain. We give them what they want, and now everyone's well, it's happy. It's not really complaining. It's like, look, all calls welcome. Salim, call back. <laughs> what, did, what did Salim do? Salim say his call, said his call dropped, and I told him to call back. Oh, well, we'll get Salim. Because we missed it. him last last night. I, I know. I, I feel bad for Salim. We'll, we'll get the calls in. Uh, also, Stab the Night coming up Yay. next. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The Cubs and the Brewers tonight in Milwaukee. Anthony Rizzo is batting third in the lineup, playing first in this Anthony Rizzo. Update is hydrated by body armor. Rizzo yesterday went two for four with an RBI and a walk. The Cubs win eight to five with potassium packed electrolytes, no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or dyes. Ditch your old sports drink and switch body armor. Selling out at the jewels, man. I'm telling you. Yes. Salim and Elgin, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Salim? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. No problem, man. What's up? Hey, yeah, so, you know, I, I know I don't have a baseball thought, but I wanted to uh, call back and let you guys know what I was feeling about the Bears. Okay, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, the more I try to get into it, I, I'm just not that excited about this season. Um, I, I, feel like, I feel like we're in the same situation we've been in for the last, like, 20 years, like, where we have a really good defense, you know, average to maybe, you know, good decent running game but the, the quarterback situation is like Gronog's day for us and I just it just I need to see them you know convince me to make me excited this go around I just can't I don't want to get invested and then also this Lions game isn't it setting up to be a loss because when you think about it the last two years we've had these games where we've gone into like the games against the Giants the games against the Raiders where we thought, yeah, this is this is going to be a win, and we're going to come out feeling good and end up playing really bad, and we end up losing. I'm with you on that idea, Salim. I feel as if there's always a little bit of um, too much overconfidence when it comes to this team. Um, we saw it last year, you're right, the, the games like the Raiders, a perfect example, oh, we should smash them. And then when you actually get into the game or against the Chargers, oh, they're terrible. And then you actually get into the game and you realize, oh, our team's not some great NFL team to begin with. Uh, so if you look internally, how much better are the Bears? Thank you for the call, Salim. Uh, how much better are the Bears than the Lions are at this point in the season? I think we all agree the defense is better. The Bears' defense is going to be better than the Lions. The better quarterback, though, on the field on Sunday will be Matthew Stafford. The better offense on the field on Sunday will be the Lions. And so how do you weigh that? Does home field advantage matter? Does it matter at all? Or is this the type of season where it doesn't and the teams with the best defense because the defense is ahead of the offense, even though it wasn't the case last night, uh, you, you'd say, okay, here's the deal. What you used to think about the NFL doesn't matter. Just good defensive teams are winning in 2020. 
Chris Bryant has four RBIs. Oh, you're, you're still on the... I'm, I'm shocked at that number as well. Chris I, Bryant. No, thank you, Salim, for the Salim, call. I, Salim, I do you know that Chris thank Bryant you. has four RBI on the season? No, I, I had not. I, I saw his batting average the other day. It was oh. really bad. And yeah. A lot of players around the league that are generally good are not doing that well. I saw like Christian Yelich had a negative war. Yeah, I don't know how long for. I don't know if he still does, but he had one for the longest time. Yeah, yeah, four RBI though. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Thank you, Celine. <laughs> Should we go to the stat? Yeah, let's go to the Do you want to fit no. a Bears thought in here on the baseball I show? Told, too? I gave you my. Th- I okay. think I think the Bears win, but I think it's a defensive. I think it's a defensive performance. Stat of the night. Jambi's on base percentage was 476. Stat of the night. Salim's awesome. Damon's on base, 324. And Almeida's was 291. On the baseball show. Add that up and you get... You want me to speak? What up, what do you get? 1092. On ESPN 1000. Oh, man, this show. Tonight's stat for stat of the night. What do you got for me? 449. Oh, I thought you were going to say 4. <laughs> I think you say four. Chris Bryant has four. No, four forty nine. Do you know what four forty nine is? I don't. It took place yesterday in baseball. It's the distance, four hundred and forty nine feet, that Mike Trout's home run yesterday oh. flew. Okay. Mike Trout leads the majors in home runs. Mike Trout has sixteen home runs to this point this season. I like a good home run race. And I saw that today, and I said, let's talk about dingers. Okay. Uh, so Mike Trout leads with 15, with 16 home runs. Nelson Cruz with 15, tied with Fernando Tatis Jr., 15 home runs. Mookie Betts, Teoscar uh, Hernandez, and Luke Voigt, all with 14 home runs. Manny Machado, uh, Azuna, and Duvall, all in Embreu, all at 13. That's what the home run race looks like at the moment, but once again... Mike Trout above the rest. He hit a home run yesterday with that flew 449 feet, his 16th of the season. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. He did start off a little slow, mm-hmm. but he did leave the team to be with his wife after the birth of his first child. Yep. Rejoins the Angels. You know, the one thing that is surprising, though, is how bad the Angels are. Joe Madden, year one. Is yeah, it? a lot of people were picking the Angels to be a surprise team in Major League Baseball. I, Absolutely, I, I don't. I didn't buy that. Just because, look, just because you add Joe Madden, twenty-seven. I know, but look at when Joe Madden came to the Cubs. Look at the talent that they had on that team that they had already amassed. Right? You're telling me Trout, Rendon, Otani? That's not talent. What, what's Otani doing? Well, I mean, he's been hurt, but still, okay. So it's talent. Okay. Rendon's been there. Pujols? That's not talent. Pujols is seventy-five years old. Could still hit. That doesn't matter. He can still hit Abdallah. What's what is it? What's uh? What's what's uh? What are his slash lines? Who uh? For Albert Pujols? Yeah. You want to get some Albert Pujols slashes? I do. All right. He's Four? uh right now two twenty seven, two seventy four. Okay, it's pretty bad. And three seventy three. I told you. Oh, he can still hit three home runs though. He's out there hacking. Less home runs than Chris Bryant has RBI. Yeah. You want to know how many uh, runs batted in uh, Pujols has? How many? He has 19. Wow. It's a lot so, more than Bryant. Yeah, he's played 29 games. That is a lot Bryant, more than Bryant. Bryant's played 24 games? Yeah. Listen. All right. Here's what I know. Tomorrow morning, 
1030, yeah. Chicago's College Tailgate. All right. You, me, Jonathan Hood. Let's we'll be it. right here. Twitch, you can see us. We'll, we'll be, be here. here talking college football. Uh, it's the return of Chicago's College Tailgate, leading you into Notre Dame pregame, which is leading you into the Notre Dame game, which can be heard right here on ESPN Chicago. Thanks to Sean Davis for producing tonight's show. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North coming up next. This is the Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Bird.